Welcome to MapTrap's Legal Briefs, the podcast where we explore specific strategies and tactics used by brands to protect their pricing, distribution, and intellectual property. The information in this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and MapTrap's guest presenters. Listeners should seek legal advice from a lawyer licensed in the listener's state. Hello and welcome to another Legal Briefs podcast. Today's episode will explore the DMCA, Digital Millennium Copyright Act. What is it? How can it be used to get rid of unwanted sellers? To shed some light on the DMCA, we're talking as usual with Jeremy Richardson, the lead attorney in Freeborn and Peters Consumer Products Industry Team. Jeremy, are you there? Hey, Ron, I'm here. Good to hear you again. Yeah, great. Well, what can you tell us about the DMCA? Oh, gosh, there's uh, there's so much to tell. Uh, well, first of all, DMCA goes back oh, a couple of decades at this point. Uh, it's really intended to uh, protect copyright owners in the digital realm, uh, the the e-com world, uh, and gives them the opportunity to protect their copyrighted works. Uh, it also provides a shield for internet service providers to avoid liability for copyright infringement, provided they respond to a DMCA takedown notice in a timely manner uh, consistent with the specific requirements under the DMCA. Um, and let me tell you a little bit about the takedown notice and what is required from a copyright owner to uh, successfully have infringing copyrighted materials pulled down from a website. Uh, first of all, only the copyright owner or its representative has the authority to send a DMCA takedown notice to an internet service provider. Um, and I let me put a pin in that for a moment. It's not only the internet service provider, but it may be uh, the website owner itself. So for example, um, eBay has lots of folks that put products on the eBay website. You might send a notice to eBay uh, as opposed to the uh, the specific party selling a product on eBay whose identity you may not know. Um, and so they would be considered within that realm of ISP, internet service providers, uh, to whom a notice could be sent. So again, it's only the owner or the owner's representative that is permitted to send that takedown notice. Another really important uh, item to know is that you do not have to have registered your work with the Copyright Office in order to send a DMCA takedown notice. So registration with the Copyright Office is not required, uh, although, of course, as a lawyer, I recommend uh, to, to the greatest extent possible that if you do have valuable copyrights, you register them. It's a simple process. It's a relatively inexpensive process, and it gives you uh, several additional protections, but that's a, a discussion for another podcast. Um, one Another thing you should know is that many 
uh, internet service providers and websites have their own forms for DMCA takedown notices. So if you go to the Amazons, the Ebays, uh, the social media websites, et cetera, and you search for their DMCA section or copyright section, you will find a link to a form that they will ask you to fill out and provide the information that they want uh, in order for you to have your copyrighted material taken down by them. I, I can tell you just from experience with, with MapTrap and our clients, we've been very successful in using the DMCA to get products uh, and sometimes sellers removed from eBay and Walmart. Uh, they do have their own forms, you're right. And they tell you what they need. A lot of times they want the registration numbers. Uh, you can do it for trademarks as well. Uh, I don't know that that falls under the DMCA, but I know that we've been successful in, in doing that. Uh, and as far as the domain registrars, what we learned, uh, and tell me, you might be able to comment on this, is they don't necessarily take down the website, uh, nor do they force the seller to remove the product. What they do is they force the seller to remove the copywritten elements. And so if you're talking about an image, then they're selling a product that the consumer can't see. Yep, you're exactly right about that. Uh, in, in fact, you've predicted uh, probably the next two or three things that I was going to say. Uh, so let me address them um, as best I can remember in order. Uh, technically, the DMCA, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, does not apply to trademarks and patents. Uh, but you are correct that many ISPs and, and website operators will uh, respect trademark and patent rights and allow you to file notices with them, uh, even outside of the DMCA's specific limitation of copyright. Uh, again, many of them have their own form. They'll ask for registration number. If you don't have it under DMCA, it's not required, uh, but it's great if you have it. it, it certainly helps. If there is no form, you are going to have to create your own form or information that you're going to provide to that internet service provider. Um, and those typically fall into about five categories or, or items that you need to provide. The first is you have to provide a clear identification of the infringed work, uh, meaning, you know, what is it that you own that somebody has taken from you? Uh, two is a description of the infringing activity including a link to the infringing website. And as Ron said a moment ago, it may not be the entire website. It may be specific parts. It could be text. Uh, very often it's an image or a photograph, uh, and you want to specify that as clearly as possible. Three, uh, a statement of good faith indicating your belief that an infringement has actually occurred. Four, a statement that the information that you are providing is accurate and that under penalty of perjury, you are authorized to file the takedown notice. And five is your contact information and signature. So here's a little bit more practical advice 
again, as Ron said, it's often not the entire website that you're seeking to take down, or at least a page or a subpage, but specific information. So if you're a product manufacturer, brand owner, uh, very often you've spent a lot of money on photographing your product for marketing purposes. And you take those photographs and you put them on your website and you allow your authorized retailers to use your images. And in fact, you may require your authorized resellers to use your images of your product because you've gone to the trouble of making it very pretty, very attractive. Those are your copyrights. Even if you haven't registered them, you own those images or presumably the company owns those images. Um, and you want to send a takedown notice that says, hey, that's my image that somebody is using to sell. Maybe it's my product. Maybe it's a counterfeit. We can discuss that separately. But the DMCA allows you to tell that internet service provider, hey, you've got to pull down that image. You've got to take down that text. You can't allow whoever it is, that third party on your website, to use my imagery. And they'll pull it down because if they don't, that shield against liability goes away. And then the internet service provider can be liable to you for copyright infringement. So why then? So we're talking about ISPs, we talked about eBay, we mentioned Walmart. What's the difference between those guys and Amazon? Because Amazon pushes back and says they own the license to the rights in perpetuity. What's up with that? Yeah, so Amazon has done something. Um, I don't know whether you want to think of it as crafty or cool. Uh, I suppose it depends upon uh, where you stand or where you sit. Uh, but Amazon has built into their agreements with their, their suppliers, their vendors, uh, a provision that says when you sell through Amazon, you give Amazon a sub-licensable license to use all of your images, all of your text, all of the information about your product to market your product on the Amazon platform. And that means that not only can Amazon use your copyrighted materials, but any third-party seller on Amazon gets a license through this sub-licensable license to use your product images and information. And the last time I saw uh, the version of Amazon's agreement, it said that you are required to provide this information to Amazon, the, the text, the images, electronic files. Uh, and if you don't, Amazon has the right to go onto your website and take it from your website and then use it and sub-licensable. So that's where Amazon has created its own contractual loophole because a license essentially is an agreement not to sue, right? If I give you license to my copyrighted work, I'm agreeing not to sue. It means there's not an infringement because you have permission to use my copyrighted work. And remember when we talked about the elements of a DMCA takedown notice, one is 
one of those elements is a statement of good faith indicating your belief that an infringement has occurred. And you can't say that about Amazon and anybody else selling as a third party on Amazon because you provided a license. Let me ask a question just a little more. I'm going to single out a word you said when you sell through Amazon. So the implication there is that the brand is selling on Amazon. But what if the brand is not selling? What if the brand does not sell to Amazon, nor does the brand sell to anyone who is going to sell on Amazon, or at least it's a part of their terms and conditions that you may not list our products on Amazon? Do the same standards apply? Yeah, so that's a great, great question. And, and the answer there is, if you, the copyright owner, have not entered into any contractual relationship with Amazon providing the license, then Amazon doesn't have the license. So if somebody else not related to you, brand owner, and doesn't have a sub-licensable license from you, uh, goes and sells on Amazon, again, without your permission, Amazon cannot get the license from that third party, again, absent a sub-licensable license. I feel like I'm tripping over my tongue with that one. Say that 10 times quickly. Uh, so absent that direct uh, agreement between the copyright slash brand owner and Amazon, yeah, Amazon doesn't have that license. And, and then you would be able to send effectively that DMCA takedown notice uh, which I'm, I know for sure Amazon has a link somewhere on its page. I think it's copyrights uh, at Amazon uh, where you can file that DMCA takedown notice. There's an argument to not sell product to Amazon if I've ever heard one. But would you have to have that in writing that uh, you've got this marketplace exclusion, uh, therefore no one may sell our products on Amazon except maybe us or, or except these five companies. Would you have to have that in writing? So uh, the, the answer there is, uh, is no. Um, as long as you have not provided a sub-licensable license, there it is again, uh, to that retailer who is then selling on Amazon, uh, no, Amazon can't get a can't get permission from somebody who doesn't have the right to grant it, right? So if uh, if you Ron, you're selling my product, and I say you can sell in your brick and mortar store, but you can't sell on e-commerce, and I don't give you a license or a sub-licensable license to use my product images, you don't have the right to then go and give Amazon the right to use those images because that's that's not within the scope of our our agreement. All right, let me go down one more layer. What if the seller got the product from an authorized distributor? So you, Jeremy, have a product and you are selling it to me uh, and telling me I can sell it to whomever I please. Uh, and therefore, I then sell it to someone. Uh, I sell it to Amazon. 
Okay, so I'm the distributor now. I've sold the product that you've sold me to Amazon. Does that imply the sub, sub, sub license? I would say no. Uh, again, absent a clear uh, expression of an intent to provide that sub licensable license, uh, the answer would be no. Uh, the rights that I grant to you uh, to use product images for your sales in your brick and mortar store uh, are limited to that specifically. And if you were to then sell on Amazon, or if you were to sell to somebody else who went and sold onto Amazon, that right to use the product imagery, the copyrighted uh, materials would not transfer, would, would not continue multiple steps down the chain. And so there's really nothing you can do, however, to stop them from taking a photograph of the product on their own and writing up their own product descriptions and putting it up that would not uh, that would not fall under the DMCA because you don't own that copywritten image or or uh, product description. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and so you might see uh, on on some Amazon and, and other um, e-com websites product images that look a little off. Uh, or, or certainly, if you're the brand owner, you might see pro uh, product images that don't look like the ones that you took. Um, and that could be a real signal to you that somebody is an unauthorized reseller and is selling your product um, without uh, without your permission. Okay, well, I mean, this is good and it's bad. It seems like there's really no recourse if the brand is selling to Amazon directly, um, but there is recourse if they're not. Yes, uh, that that is uh, that is right. And as you said, there are a couple of retailers who have decided not to have a presence on Amazon uh, very intentionally. And when uh, when they do that, uh, they decide not to sell on Amazon. Uh, but again, find their products on Amazon and their images, marketing those products on Amazon. That's uh, that's an opportunity to to send a DMCA notice to Amazon. Well, thank you. That's definitely illuminating, sir. Uh, any final words from you on this topic? Uh, gee, uh, again, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a real opportunity. Uh, I've, I've said it before; it's another arrow in the quiver. Uh, I, I would say uh, one additional item, uh, which is in your retailer agreement. I think you should require your retailers to use your product images and your product images only, uh, and give them uh, the the right without sublicensable rights. Uh, to use those images because again you've spent a lot of money on those images you want those images to be representing your brand and your product uh, and when you find images that you don't recognize out there uh, in uh, in the e-com world uh, it's a pretty good indication that uh, that the retailer isn't on your approved list and that's something you want to track down well thank you jeremy another great uh, podcast and i know that this will be helpful Excellent. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. If you'd like to submit a question or topic for a Legal Briefs podcast, email them to legalbriefs at maptrap.com. For more information about how MapTrap can help you with your online brand protection needs, visit www.maptrap.com.